you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome inside. Good morning, football. We are presented by Ram Trucks. We're also live here in New York City. We're back. It's Monday, February 27th, but feels like a dawn of a new era here. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Peter Schrager's here. I had a great time on vacation, but not enough to see double McCordy's here. Uh, Jason and Devin McCordy, two Super Bowl champions. What's up? I'd say what's well, up to you because you're the veteran. Yeah, slow down. Don't start talking. <laughs> I'm just you're, saying, you're, I wouldn't link us as Super Bowl champions together. You have one. I have three. Oh, my God. I wouldn't <laughs> link us. Like, Jamie, out of the gate, hot. I'm just saying. Dev, since you were so, in a really sweet way, excited to do the next part of the show, why don't you do it for us? Time for the... Lima! Yeah! is uh, planted firmly in Indianapolis as he is going to be all week. Peter Schrager is going to join him here in a little bit starting tomorrow. But in Indy, Tom, is the city buzzing yet? Or are you just kind of getting your real estate down as you set the stage for us looking ahead of the Combine this weekend? Well, Jamie, the NFL will descend on Indianapolis in earnest beginning today. The defensive linemen and linebackers were the first prospects to arrive for the scouting Combine yesterday. Defensive back specialists get in today. The early work for those players is going to be the medical and the team interviews, really the most important part of the combine. Then the on-field workouts begin on Thursday with the hotly anticipated quarterback throwing session coming up on Saturday. Of course, this is the event that is also the hub for all the communication between teams and agents about franchise tags and trades and, of course, your own free agents only. Those discussions will also be taking place in the bars and restaurants around town. A big time of year, not just for the draft, but also the countdown to free agency on 
on March 15th, Cass. Oh, nothing screams reportedly than uh, off-season conversations that happen in bars and restaurants along <laughs> Indianapolis. Uh, Tom Pellicero, we know you'll be at the forefront of it all. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Not only the NFL scouting combine, which you can see all week here on NFL Network and NFL Plus, but other teams are have a lot going on in the off-season. Storylines uh, you could pick from out of a hat, but there's got to be one, Peter, that you're following most closely just this week. Let me set the, the, the table here. So Tom is there. He's at a hotel right now, and it's quiet, and yeah. there's no one there. And <laughs> yep. it's like, what a weird assignment. He's sitting in an empty <laughs> hotel ballroom. What, what's the point? In about eight hours, planes are going to be landing into Indianapolis, and it's 32 teams. And most of the teams send their entire coaching staffs, their entire front office, their PR staff. Suddenly you've got 50 people wearing Seahawks logos and 50 <laughs> people wearing Buccaneers logos. And everyone's in the same hallways intersecting. And, oh, yeah, toss in the media, mm-hmm. toss in the prospects, and then toss in every agent as well. Mm-hmm. And there is gossip, there is rumors, and there are conversations. The conversation that I think is most fascinating this week is what's up with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And I know that feels like here we go again, but I'm calling it Rodgers Mania Part 3. I've been on this show for six years, and half the time I've been on this show, we have spent the last week of February and the first week of March talking about where's Rogers going? What is Rogers doing? I can make jokes about the darkness retreat. I won't. I'll just say he's got, he spent last week four days isolated and came out of a hole and basically now the Packers are like, are you coming back? Do you want to come back? If you don't want to come back, are you going to let us know? Here's the economics of the Rogers situation. If they trade him before June 15th, that is a $40 million cap hit for them. If they trade him after June 15th, they can spread it out over 2023, over 2024, and it's a lot less damage. But if you're the Packers, it's almost like, if you don't want to be here, let's rip the Band-Aid off and let's just get this thing done. We'll eat the $40 million and not worry about it. But they're waiting on him. And it's not only them, like, the Jets are waiting on Rodgers. They had Derek Carr in last week. They took him out to dinner. They took him out to lunch. They brought him to the facility. Derek Carr had a great great meeting with the Jets and they loved meeting with him mm. but the feeling I'm getting is let's before we offer anything officially to Carr let's see what's up with Rodgers so I think this week the next few days there are a lot of different players and you're going to hit on one that I think might be even more intriguing mm-hmm. but Rodgers might be the first domino like does Rodgers want to come back if he does do the Packers want him back and then if they do <laughs> then we're good if not is it Jordan Love's time and then which teams are going to be lining up to trade multiple assets to get him but I, I'm fascinated by Rodgers and the darkness retreat was last week the uh, Into the Light might be this week. I think we might know where his his whereabouts are going to be. Peter, just quick clarity on like the timeline. Rogers, while he may be the first domino, like he doesn't actually have to, can't decide anything until a certain date, whereas Derek Carr is free to go anywhere yeah, he look, wants. He, he's not a free agent. They determine they can trade him whenever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he can't just say, okay, yeah, I want to go to be a Las Vegas Raider. Like, yeah. n- it doesn't right. work like that. Derek Carr could say, I want to be a Jet. Let's sign the deal. He can do it yeah. today. Okay. Yeah, and to your point, the Jets may want Derek Carr, but it's just like, we still want to see what Rogers is going to do. Before we do that, so yeah. Derek Carr may be waiting for Rodgers' decision before he signs anywhere. And you mentioned another guy, another quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Talk about it. When you talk about saga and different things going on, it feels like the last two years we've been discussing, all right, look, at some point the Baltimore Ravens are going to give Lamar his long-term deal. Like, it's, it's obvious at this point. It still hasn't happened. He went through all of last season without a deal. And I know he finished the season injured. They had a playoff game without him and all of that nonsense, but – 
all the rumors and conversations right now. Is he going to be franchised? Is he going to be traded? Is he going to get a long-term deal? Is it going to be fully guaranteed? They only offered him $133 million. It seems like every single day there's a new story out about Lamar Jackson, and he's not in a hole of darkness. But at the same time, he's not speaking, and there's still so many conversations about, hey, Lamar Jackson, he asked for more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson on his contract. Well, Lamar didn't say that. Do we know if he's asking for that? But I'm interested, these next week, the combine's going on, and Peter mentioned it. There's so many people down there discussing so many different scenarios. What's being talked about with Lamar Jackson behind closed doors? Are the Ravens exploring, hey, what a trade may look like? Are they kind of putting together a deal in hopes that they do get it done? Or to say, hey, you know what? The heck with it. If he doesn't sign a deal, we're just going to franchise him and ride it out. I'm waiting to see what goes on with Lamar Jackson. Well, I'm always excited because this is the best time of the year. We get Lamar Jackson in how many different team jerseys yes. on social yeah. media? Photoshop. You see, yeah, you see that everywhere. And I want to say, let's stay away from putting me in some of these like teasers. Oh, like They yeah. had the, the Adam Andrews catch in the end zone. I don't want to see that. If you're going to put anything about me in a teaser, put an interception. Yeah, oh. scoring a but we're talking about Lamar Jackson. Like, don't get Moss, and then you don't end up in the highlights. There's a reason he retired. That's yeah. all I'm going to have to say. <laughs> Obviously, this time of the year is always about this quarterback, that guy, this guy. I want to talk about John Gannon. John Gannon is a guy. He went in the facility. He met all the guys. And he didn't just meet them. He brought energy, excitement. He came in there. He was like, hey, Rondell Moore, speed. <laughs> and I saw something on Instagram. They said, if that was Michael Scott coaching, that's exactly what it would Hilarious. look like. And I loved it. So I'm excited to see John Gannon at the combine. What does he do? They have a pick. They have a draft pick in the first round this year. What does he talk about? What kind of player is he looking for? What excitement is he going to bring to that? stage because at the combine there's not much to see. You're going to see guys run around in shorts and t-shirts and I know you're going to be down there. Other guys are going to go down there. They're going to talk about these players. They do this. They do that. Look at him. Look at the way his hips swivel. He can turn and run. He can roll left. He can throw right. No one really cares about that. But I'm excited to see a guy like Gannon. He's going to be in there talking about what he looks for in a player, what he's looking for from his team this year. He went out there. He met Zach Ertz. He met Kelvin Beecham. He met Kyler Murray. First thing he told Murray, people like, why do I want this job? I'll tell you why. I got a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. So I want to see him bring that same energy to Indy, bring it every single day, every time he's in front of the camera. I'm excited. I think the Arizona Cardinals is a team. They have some talent. They did some things well over the last couple years. They believe in a guy like Kyler Murray. Supposedly, they got Monty Austin for over there as well. Another guy yeah. linked to the Patriots. Really? Gotta love that. Um, so I'm excited to see what that looks I like. I quickly ask, so that happened while we were gone. They also hired a 35-year-old offensive yep. coordinator yes. in yep. Petsing and a 29-year-old defensive coordinator in Nick Rout. So like, when you hear that the coach is 40, 35, <laughs> and 29, is awesome. that does that excite you, or does that say, oh gosh, we're all in this, and this, we're just too young. We have, no, we have no shot here. No, I'm excited because I think in today's game, the player-coach relationship is huge. Mm. Everyone talked about the Denver Broncos with Russ and Nathaniel Hackett, and they were like, do they have a good relationship? Is this going to work? It didn't look like it worked well to me. So I'm excited to see you got younger coaches. They understand this generation, I think, a little bit more than the guys like Pete Carroll and Coach Belichick. So I'm excited to see it. I think this young group can come and mold this team and and hopefully get them back in the playoffs. Yeah, that was a massive assist. You just talked about Russell Wilson, and that's exactly where I wanted to go over the next week. This is hard, and it kind of Aaron Rodgers reminded me of this, too, because the question was, what storyline are you paying 
attention to this week. But there's a couple that feel like they're going to have a little bit more yes. longevity than one week. But what the hell happened with Russell Wilson over the weekend? The Athletic came out with a story that said a year ago this month, Russell Wilson went to ownership in Seattle and asked for Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the head coach and GM that have led this team to repeated Super Bowls and won one to be fired. This, again, is reported by The Athletic. Russell Wilson came out on Twitter and said Pete Carroll is like a father figure that he didn't greet at Monday Night Football, but that's a different <laughs> argument in week one. Everyone is denying this. An attorney for Russell Wilson is denying this. All that to be said, that stuff belongs in Seattle. How is Sean Payton going to mm. handle this? How does Sean Payton make this look, sound, feel, not only over the next week, but the next month, year, whatever. Because this is a relationship now that has a lot of dollar signs next to it, and it has a lot of years to come. And Nathaniel Hackett may have thought he had a lot of dollar signs a lot of years to come with Russell Wilson, but obviously that went by the wayside quite quickly when you only win five games. So Sean Payton, and that is also the name that was in that report as well, that Russell Wilson allegedly wanted Pete Carroll to be let go, and he wanted Sean Payton, who had just left the Saints, to come to Seattle and coach him. So somehow that makes the story, if you're just a bystander reading it, oh, that's a little believable, actually, that that's who Russell Wilson would want to come, and now it's miraculous. That's his head coach in Denver. There's something here between these two, but a, a win's a win's a win, especially when it comes to paying these guys millions of dollars over the next couple years. But I'm looking at Sean Payton this week in particular, and everyone's happy to have him back in the media speaking from a press conference perspective and not the one giving the analysis, although he was great on Fox all year long. But how is he going to handle this? Because it was an interesting thing right when the two were paired back together and Sean Payton goes, I heard he had a quarterback's coach yeah. in the building and I don't believe in that stuff. <laughs> so that to me was like an immediate power move that kind of was like, I am the guy and this is how this is going to go. So is Russell Wilson going to have an office? Is he going to have a parking spot? Is his entire staff going to be in the building? These are questions that Sean Payton is yeah. going to be asked this week in Indy. And he'll and he'll be answering. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, you know, certain coaches, I don't know if I'm breaking news or if the NFL Network's going to say, don't say that Robert Sala's not going, Sean McVay's not going. There are certain coaches who are like, mm. I'm a, I asked Coach Payton, are you going to the comedy? He's like, I'll be there Monday to Sunday, baby. I'm like, let's go. He's like, let's go. So he will be out there and I'm sure we'll get some news out of Denver. You taught him well. You were like, where's my mic? Where's my signal? Where's my camera? Let's go. Uh, Tom Pelissero, I know you're still hanging around, not in the parking garage. You've classed it up. You're in the ho mm. hotel lobby. We just got done talking about quarterbacks because that is what drives the narrative for the league. So quarterback talk as it pertains to the NFL scouting combine, which quarterbacks are and are not expected to throw and work out this week? Jamie, we'll see at least some of the top quarterbacks in the 2023 NFL draft on the field this week here in Indianapolis. Let's start with Ohio State C.J. Stroud. Ian Rapport and I are told he does intend to throw the prolific Buckeyes passer who's going to be one of the candidates to be the first quarterback off the board. Alabama's Bryce Young does not intend to throw here. He is going to wait until his pro day, which is something that other quarterbacks have done in the past. Young had an AC joint injury that he was managing in his throwing shoulder during the season. We are told that this decision is not related to that. Bryce Young is healthy. He just chooses to wait for the pro day environment. Florida's Anthony Richardson intends to throw and do everything else. All the drills in testing. He is a rare athlete who wants to put that on display, potentially put up some big numbers here to help himself as we go through this pre-draft process. A couple other names you'll be hearing a lot in the coming weeks and months. Will Levis from Kentucky. No final decision yet on whether he will throw here. He missed the Senior Bowl while resting a 
turf toe injury that he aggravated over and over during the season. Also was dealing with a non-throwing shoulder injury. So a final decision still to be determined here. Also Tennessee's Hendon Hooker, of course still rehabbing from that torn ACL. He told me at the Senior Bowl, though he intends to be running by the end of March and fully recovered by the time training camp rolls around, guys. Good stuff to know, Tom Pelissero, and I know we'll keep everyone updated, but those pro days for those colleges typically happen in the back two weeks of March. And so we'll see when Alabama is scheduled because everyone's going to take a look at Bryce Young and how he throws. Mm-hmm. Tom P., thank you very much. Talk to you in a little bit. NFL Combine presented by Noble, where a dream that starts small could get really, really big if you do the right things, and a name that's unknown can become the future. Next is here. It's the 2023 NFL Combine, which starts Thursday on NFL Network and uh, extra coverage on NFL+. Plus. Here's how it all looks over the next couple of days. Uh, D-line and linebackers Thursday. Defensive backs on Friday, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends on Saturday, and then offensive line and the guys that make it happen from running backs, uh, they're on Sunday. 2023 Combine is here, and you can see it all right here on NFL Network and, again, on NFL+. Plus. Still to come here on Good Morning Football, though, which is also, you can see it, on NFL+. Plus. 2023 NFL Draft right around the corner. Could we see a surprise team make a push for a top quarterback prospect? It feels like quarterbacks are taking up the top five at this point, the way this trend is going. We in or we out is coming up. Jared Goff on there. Oh, why? I want to talk about it. Plus, we have Devin McCourty here in studio. How about the State of the Union for the New England Patriots? I know Bill will be fired up to hear Mm. what Dev has to say about the outlook for the 20. I've got Jacoby Myers going. Patriots, let's Let's do it. Maybe I already talked to Bill. Oh. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! 
Let's talk a little bit about the state of the Patriots. We have an inside source here, Devin McCourty. I mean, before we can talk about the New England Patriots, we have to talk about you. You're here on Good Morning Football on yes. NFL Network. It is February, the end of February. Brady has already announced his retirement. That's what we all were waiting for. You got any uh, breaking news for us? You playing next year or what? What's going well, on? Well, Brady was a buck this past season, so mm-hmm. that's that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still figuring it out. You know, I've, I've gone back and forth, and as you know, uh, very hard to make this decision. I actually thought it would be easy during the year. I was like, yeah, I'll make, I'll decide that and take a little time and I'll just decide. But each time I think I know what I want to do, it gets a little cloudy. And I, I would say the hardest thing was probably watching the playoffs. I think for every player, you watch the playoffs, you're like, I want to be there next year. I want to do that. And then like the offseason hits in, you get shoulder surgery, start working out a little bit. You're like, ah, I'm a little older. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm not sure. So good vacation with you last week now, trying to needle down it and figure out. But this week, I'm just going to enjoy being on Good Morning Football. 13 years, you're a Patriot, wire to wire. There's something so cool and so unique Mm. about that. And being with one team, would you ever consider a world outside of New England and still playing for another team? I do believe in never saying never, but I, I find it very hard to see myself playing in another uniform. I just think, you know, you do something for 13 years and now you get to the back end. I never really wanted to be a guy that if I couldn't play at the level I wanted to play at, to just jump on another team just to be there along for the ride. I, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna do that. You don't have a Jason McCourty Dolphins jersey? Yeah, like well and then what ride was he along for? Look, come on, no, 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 why did he come? Slow down now. <laughs> My year with the Dolphins, we opened up in ah, Foxborough where, where we walked away with a victory. Uh, I let them know in the hallway. Then at the end of the season, you guys came down to Miami and the Miami Dolphins walked away with a victory. So if all else, I left New England to go to Miami mm. to help them send you guys back home. Well, we went to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, you went to the we playoffs. We barely went to the playoffs. No, no need to talk that, about was, the playoff okay. game. No, you guys <laughs> lost by 30. Um, <laughs> 30 was generous. Yeah, right. 47 <laughs> points. Um, you're rocking the Patriots hoodie. Yeah. Bill Matthew. Belichick tie style hoodie. Uh, yeah, cut sleeves. All signs point to a return. Matthew Slater just returned. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm always going to be a Patriot no matter what. <laughs> when you're done playing, there are no more checks that come in. But Unless Matthew Slater. Good Morning Football. Yeah, yeah. Does Matthew Slater's decision impact kind of your thought process on possibly returning? You guys, longtime friends, played together for, I guess, 12 years? Well, I question our friendship for one because we were supposed to both be deciding. He texts me and goes, hey, just talk to Bill. I'm going back. Man. Because the leverage. Don't, don't, don't make me do this alone. Boy, whoa, whoa, whoa. When, when did you decide to go back? I thought you would text me. And then now he goes on CBS up in uh, New England with Steve Burton. And they're like, yeah, you want them to come back? He goes, where's the camera? Where? Right here. He goes, Death, I'm back. Let's go. Come back. So I wouldn't call it a great friendship. He's kind of put me on the spot right here. Um, but no, you know, Slate's other than you, that's my guy, you know, Matt Slater. So it's definitely cool to see him going back. Will it have an impact on me? Not really. Just for the fact of, like, I can't play for him. He can't play for me. It just has to ultimately be my decision. But if I did go back, it would be with him in that locker room. We both talked about it. It's hard to envision playing football without each other in the locker room. Ultimately, I got to make that decision what's best for me and my family. My wife wouldn't be happy if I came back and was like, well, Slate's going back. Yeah. Sorry, honey. Yeah. I know. No matter what you think, we're going him. back. I, I, I promise him. him. We'd be forever. <laughs> I told him. Can't let down Slate. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mac Jones, 
good, bad, okay, <laughs> medium. Like, you're there every day. The viewers, we don't know. He had a great rookie season. The second season, the results weren't there. There was an injury. Like, what do you make of Mac? Because I know in New England, there's all sorts of talk swirling whether he's the guy or not. Yeah, and I like to remind people, in New England, 2014, it was put Jimmy Garoppolo in, get Tom Brady out, mm. it's over. 2022, he just retired, and everyone's sitting there like, he threw 50-something passes, almost 60 passes in his last game. He could really play. So I wouldn't go too hard off of what the people in New England are saying. What I'll say about Mac is the combine is sponsored by Noble this year. Mac is Noble. Mm. They know the future is Mac Jones. And I'm excited for this guy this year because now you get Billy O'Brien coming in as an offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Great success, has done well everywhere he's been offensively. He gets to come in and now work with Mac. He's gonna have stability around him. I think the team is gonna go get another guy uh, to be a receiver uh, in that offense. Hopefully bring my guy Jacoby Myers, Mac, and be a part of it. But I'm excited because last year you come in, you have movement. You get to work with Josh McDaniels, who I think is one of the best offensive minds in this league. You get to work with him your rookie year, and then you get Matty P with a mixture of Joe Judge, with Coach Belichick, all guys who are new to calling the actual offense. Obviously, Bill, more experience than any coach in the NFL as a head coach, really. But it's just so much movement, so much change. It's only your second year. But I think it speaks volumes. He's a captain in that locker room and only a second year. And really, Kinda was a captain the year before as a rookie, leading those guys. So I'm excited for Mac. I think sky's the limit. I think he's the future of New England. Any doubts, I think you're wrong. If you don't think that, I think he's a future. He's in that building right now, doing different things, working with guys, talking to guys. Guys, that's what he wants. He wants. There was to be talk that, that he rubbed people wrong this year. That was rumors in New England. That, like There's so much on-the-field stuff, too. The, the tripping and all yeah. that stuff. Is that noble? As, as a teammate, I don't care who he trips out yeah. there. He wants to win, hmm. and I think that's what it's about. He comes from a winning pedigree at Alabama, wants to do those things. But I think some of the rumbling that always come out, we always talk about this. Sources say Mac Jones rubbing people the wrong way. Who? Did he rub somebody the wrong way in a meeting? Probably before. Have people left meetings and said, man, Dev's an a-hole today. Yeah, yeah, because I love about Mac is Mac came into a leadership role as a quarterback, <laughs> and he speaks to what he thinks. He speaks about, hey, man, I don't like this play. I want to do this play. Same thing, you know, when I was in there, when I'm in there and I'm like, I, I don't like this play. Because we're the guys out there, and I think what people don't always understand, in our locker room, Bill pushes that. Mm. If you don't Wants like it. something, we're in the cabinet's meeting every week. If you don't like something, tell us, we'll throw it out. Because what's the point of players going out there and saying, as soon as that call comes in, Mac wears the green dot, I wear it on defense. Who I hate when a call comes in, I'm like, hey, fellas, I know we hate this call, <laughs> but the call is X, Y, and Z. Like, no one wants to be out there with that. So I think Mac has all the intangibles and the things that you want in a quarterback. He's only in his second year, going his third year, third offensive coordinator. Hopefully, you know, Billy O's there for a while, and I think you'll see the true growth. Yeah, Bill O'Brien circling back to New England once mm -hmm. again, but the fact that they have both been at Alabama, maybe Saban has to put in a phone call to be like, let's have a kumbaya moment between the three <laughs> yeah. of you, all right? We'll make sure it works out. All right, it's Monday morning. We're doing a segment we call We In or We Out. Devin, you're new to this. Here's how it works. I'm going to make a statement, and you guys say whether you agree with it, you're in or you're out. Let's start with the draft, because you look at the current top 10 order for the NFL draft, and there are some QB needy teams, especially two, four, you could argue nine. You could even make the argument five, yet I have highlighted six. Detroit Lions. The Lions not only hold the sixth overall pick, but they also hold the 18th overall pick in this year's draft. Our very own Daniel Jeremiah has the Detroit Lions drafting Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson in the first round. Despite the season Jared Goff just had, and despite the fact that Jared Goff is a longtime veteran, take a look at 
Goff's contract details. He's got two more years left. He's got the 23 season and the 24 season. He is set to make $33.5 million next year, 10th among all quarterbacks. I take Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft very seriously. He is as plugged in as anybody in the draft world. He is also one of the great scouts and scouting minds, and he talks to everyone. So my statement is this. The Lions should consider taking a quarterback with one of their first round picks. Are we in or are we out? we start with Mr. Jason. Oh, I respect DJ, but oh, no, I'm out. Like, don't, don't get a quarterback. Jared Goff finished the season strong. The Lions just missed the playoffs, beating the Green Bay Packers in that Sunday night game, and obviously they needed other things to happen in Seattle. Didn't happen the way they needed them, but Jared Jared Goff, the last nine games, zero interceptions, 15 touchdowns. This guy was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC last season. And I know sometimes we get a bad taste in our mouth because of maybe what he did with the Rams. But he was in the Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams. Fell short. But this guy has been nothing but a leader and a consummate pro since he showed up in Detroit. So let him continue to rock, build the team around him. They have a lot of young players. Stick with Jared Goff and build that team. I like where you I felt like I was playing double dutch with this. You know when you watch people that are swinging the ropes and mm-hmm. so you in, you kind of out. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, nah, I'm out on this one. I, I agree with you. Why get a quarterback? You have a good team. You went one, you won one out of your first seven games last year. You had injuries. We played that team in week four. They were second in offense. They were doing all these things that were great on offense. Then they just got hit with injuries. Mm-hmm. Armand St. Brown, Swift, all these guys battling injuries. They all get healthy. And you win eight out of your next ten games. And like you just said, Jay, just missed the playoffs. Why blow this whole team up? Get some weapons. Get some stock that can help the team. Let's move forward and take advantage of 2022 and 2023. I mean, 23 and 24. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the future. I mean, I, I can't with you two. Are you serious? I'm so far in on this. And I'm going to go in on Anthony Richardson yeah. in the top of the third hour at 9 a.m. I want to talk a lot about this prospective quarterback. Stresses me out to draft a quarterback in the top five and expect him to go to a place that needs you so badly, mm-hmm. which means they need you to succeed so badly. So if you go out and get him in the, at the number six pick because he's not going to last until 18. You have two years, Jared Goff. Wouldn't you rather have an embarrassment of riches at quarterback than just being an embarrassment and have no quarterback? I mean, you could just let him learn from a quarterback and you have time. At this point, if he becomes and if Jared Goff becomes your guy, that's fine. You just drafted a top 10 quarterback who hasn't played yet, which is draft capital and trade capital in the next couple of years. Go out and get a quarterback. Financially, that's it. You stash him and you do yeah. one of those deals. You don't have to trade up to get him. You're sitting there and you have the Rams pick at six and you have your own pick at 18. It makes a lot of sense, but then the clock is ticking on golf right away. And to your point, a guy who has constantly been doubted to, to maybe give him the confidence of, hey, there's not a rookie behind you. It might go a long way intangibly for Jerichoff. Then again, make $34 million sucking yeah. up big guy. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, be okay. yeah. we talked about with if Tua, that's going to shake you, I don't yeah. like... When we talked about with Tua, we saw what confidence can do. Yeah. When Mike McDaniel comes in there, he instills that in him right away. You're our guy. With Goff, he comes over there, obviously lost confidence with how the stuff with him and McVay. Now you draft this guy. You never who never got told he was the guy until recently with Jalen Hurts he looked to be just fine. Yep. So yeah. sometimes draft, you just have draft a quarterback. They drafted him, and yeah. then he was. And they rolled out with him. Go on, Peter. Aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness! <laughs> Exclamation mark. That's what it says. Packers quarterback finished his four-day retreat in Oregon, where he stayed partially underground in a 300-square-foot room with a bed and a meditation mat. 
There's also a toilet, I'm told. Going on a four-day darkness retreat in the snow of Bend, Oregon. Jamie, are we in or are we out? You know I'm in on this. No, you know like I'm that. in on yeah. this. Yeah. There is no place to you. plug in the baby monitors. Yes. That's all I care about. Am I hearing the hum of the sound machine or not? Am I hearing, Mom, I need water. It's right there. Can't do it. If I don't have to plug anything in, then it's sign me up. I would go for a week. I really would. doesn't have to be for a days. week. A seven-day darkness I retreat. Would. Does the food get just Jeez, a tray it. through a hole? Like <laughs> You're down to go to jail. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a different conversation, all right? I am out. I'm not going anywhere. Darkness, no. I need sunlight. <laughs> I've worked on my tan this past week. Mm-hmm. I want to be amongst people. I want to be entertained. I am so far out. I'm not voluntarily going to the snow to go underground. No, give me people. Give me my freedom. I want to go do things. <laughs> If you asked me this last week, I was out. I did a week in Mexico. My kids, his kids, his wife, my wife. I'm in. That's <laughs> it. Yes. Give me the four days. And I don't know if this is acceptable. Only other thing I need, give me a bottle of tequila there, too. I'll have a great time. I'll be in there four days. Mm-hmm. I'll come out like, I'm back. Yeah. But I will enjoy those four days. Yeah. No doubt about it. Tea. The four shows we had after Super Bowl, before the break. <laughs> I've done my darkness retreat. Yeah. I think it's a dark time. I think we've, that was a dark time. That was it. We had nothing left in the tank there. Peter's voice the day after. The day after. Oh there was God. not much left. There was not. I think we've we've experienced a darkness retreat. So I'm good. That's you're on it. the you're on the back side of it. Yeah, we're on the back. We're great now. It's great. Yep. Fresh. Yeah. Now you're free. Now now we can get your top. 10 Let's of go. Oh, I can't prospects wait. coming up. Peter will be in Indy talking about the combine. Which top prospects? prospects I love this montage. Circle? Let's what go. What are we looking at? That's what I'm fired up for. Out of the darkness to talk about this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
just give you an early taste of some of my top 10 prospects. Joe Burrow lit it up this year. 60 touchdown passes in college football, unheard of numbers. Blitz coming, Burrow trying to step away from the rush. He does. Get in. Runs up the middle of the field Get in, to the Joe. 10, the yeah. 5, touchdown. Nice. Jamar Chase, to me, is the best non-quarterback in this draft. Flings it deep downfield. Chase makes the catch oh, at the 6-yard oh, line. Baby. He's double covered, and he jumps between both of them. He had a really good season, and he played well against the biggest competition. It's Cooper Cup. Here's a play for a little right. Cooper Cup's in the end zone. Stafford sees him. Back pylon caught. Cooper clutch. Let's go with the unanimous top corner in the draft. Best nickname, maybe, in the draft. Sauce Gardner. Looks left, throws left. Intercepted by Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner picks it off. Through the years, um, that's it. You get to see all the different prospects I've been high on over the past few years. It's an annual tradition. It's not a mock draft. It is the guys that I'm looking at, the top 10 going in. Sauce was my number one last year. Pretty happy with how that came out. <laughs> Who's gonna be number one this year? We'll get to that tomorrow. Let's start with 10 to six today. Let's go number 10. A guy who, and maybe if the draft was in 1998, would be the first overall pick. I'm looking at Bizan Robinson out of Texas, the running back. You're talking about a guy that is everything you could possibly want in a back. Do you draft a running back in the first round anymore? That's for you to decide. Can this guy do it all? Yes. Three down back, Doak Walker winner, plays every position on this offense. They had him catching passes, they had him running, they had him blocking. He does it all. Tucson, Arizona native. And here's the deal. You're talking about a first-team All-American who put up 1,900 scrimmage yards for Steve Sarkeesian's Texas Longhorns. Does it all. You want to talk about an instant impact guy. You put him in. He's going to produce. That is this man right here. That's number 10. Number 9, let's go with an edge rusher out of Iowa who didn't even start for the Iowa Hawkeyes this year. I'm not kidding. Lucas Van Ness. You have not seen his name everywhere. This is where I kind of put my spin on things. I know how the combine works. I know how the draft works. A guy comes in and blows things up in Indianapolis and suddenly starts rising up draft boards. That's Lucas Van Ness. Why didn't he start? Why didn't he start? How does this guy not start if he's going to be a top 10 pick and he's going to be a top 10 prospect? What I'm told, Iowa doesn't start, young guys. Iowa, you wait your turn. You have to wait for your opportunity. He got into the game. He made big plays. He was an all-Big Ten selection. Did not start for the Iowa Hawkeyes, but coming off the edge, you're talking about an absolute monster. Who blew up, dudes. They went up against Northwestern, and Skaronsky's the tackle. That's the guy that everyone's talking about as a top tackle. He destroyed Skaronsky on multiple plays. Lucas Van Ness, pure power. Iowa defensive end is number nine. Number eight. Let's get to the quarterback Let's position. Go. Jamie, we're going we're to talk about him a little bit more. One of the most polarizing prospects in all of the draft, Anthony Richardson. Okay, played two years. Richard sophomore is coming out. Had some injuries in year one, year two. Started off hot, kind of fell off at the end. What do you make of a guy who is the ultimate athlete and has shown flashes but has never put it all together at once? I'll tell you what you look at it as. NFL team's telling me, like, oh, he's a top 10 pick, no doubt, all day. He might be the second quarterback off the board. That's how high his ceiling is. You heard from Tom Pellicero earlier in the show, and I love this competitive nature. Not only will he throw at the combine, he will do all the drills at the combine. Other quarterbacks say, I'll wait for my pro day, and that's fine. That's their option. That's their ability to do so. 
Anthony Richardson's like, let me show everything I have. He's a Gainesville, Florida native. Came to Florida, of course, had some big moments and big season, and then they had some strange losses. A lot will be dissected about him over the next month and a half, but I will say this, Anthony Richardson is one of my top 10 prospects. Pure natural ability. Number seven, to go to another quarterback. I'm going Ohio State QB, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is another one. Very interesting prospect. 6'4", 220, can throw the ball. Obviously had some great success at Ohio State, but it was like, what's his ceiling? What's his ceiling? And then they go to the college football playoff, and he was electric in that New Year's Eve game mm -hmm. where they played Georgia. He was outstanding. He threw the ball all over the yard, and it's like, wait, is that the version of C.J. Stroud that we're getting, or are we getting the guy who on third and ten is doing a check down for six yards? Huge physical body, not, not the athlete, not a Justin Fields runner by any means, but a precise passer, a guy who played a top-level competition in the Big Ten, and if you play him right now, you know you're getting a quarterback in the NFL. He could start for you. Number six, I'm going with the first of the big name, big Southern school pass rushers. We're going to have a few of them with Georgia and Alabama and the like. Miles Murphy comes out of Clemson. He was the number one high school recruit out of the state of Georgia. Goes to Clemson and does nothing but has an outstanding college career. Solid across the board, whereas number 98 for these guys, you see them all over the footage, all ACC selection, all the awards you can imagine. He could play you know, down on the line like that. He can come on the outside as an edge guy. I have him as number six. I don't see Miles Murphy escaping the top 10 in this draft. He's one of these guys that is a plug and play pass rusher and run stopper, just solid. Quickly, our 10 through six, and we're gonna go five to one tomorrow. I've got the running back here, which is not a position we often see in the top 10 anymore. We got an edge guy who didn't start at a Big Ten school. You've got a polarizing quarterback prospect. You've got the solid quarterback prospect, and then you've got your, hey, you know, a Clemson pass rusher who can get it done, Miles <laughs> Murphy. Jamie, we'll start with you. You covered so many of these players in college. Well, I go to the quarterbacks, and essentially the argument is, do you play like a C.J. Stroud and you put a ton of tape out there, and then you're going to get criticized at times for how you play, or are you an Anthony Richardson who showed flashes but really didn't get a lot of opportunity to play? So what would you rather have if you are an individual moving forward? Do you want to enter Combine Week with not a lot on tape and you get to be Anthony Richardson and participate in everything? To, could fail. It could go poorly for him. Or you could have so much confidence in yourself that you know you're going to move up the board. It's a fascinating approach, and then don't even get me started on drafting a running back in the first round, because that is an existential <laughs> crisis that I don't want to have an involvement with. Yeah, Stroud, Anthony Richardson, of course, Bryce Young and Will Levis are the four quarterbacks everyone's talking about. Anthony Richardson, the only one that I know who wants to do all the drills. Mm, that's so cool. It's so great top. Great top. 10 through 6. Tomorrow, top 5 for Peter. We're going to talk about that guy and the Bears. What are they going to do in terms of the drafts? More Good Morning Football to come. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.